0: You are now
1: listening to LFL Talk with Adri and Marcus. Hello and welcome to this special post-season episode of LFL Talk. I'm your host, Adrey Mallows. Joining me, as always, is my amazing co-host, Marcus Henson. How are you, sir?
2: I'm good. You know what? We've got the sun is shining. Sun is properly here and we've got some playoff football.
1: Sun is shining. Where are you? I look outside and all I see is the night sky.
2: Uh, Well, you know what? It's been nice here, guys. I don't know if anyone out there knows, England, we don't really have a great summer, but we are having one right now and it feels good. It feels good to have a good summer.
1: I'm just more concerned that it's sunny where you are in Surrey and it's nighttime where I am in Buckinghamshire. This is weird. There's some strange things afoot. Well, I'm trying
2: to actually paint a picture for the lovely listeners who might be listening to this at a normal time rather than us crazy Brits who are recording this at a crazy time.
1: Well, you know, it is what it is. But anyway, join us when we come back for our preview of both the Eastern and Western Conference Championship Games.
3: LFL Mobile, giving you access to the gridiron goddesses of the LFL with exclusive photos, videos, live game reporting and fan promotions LFL mobile download on your Android or iPhone.
2: Well as I said the playoffs are nearly upon us and Are my friend, let's take a good look ahead of both the conferences but let's start with the Western Conference Championship. We're talking Dallas versus Seattle. We're talking revenge match. What are you thinking about here?
1: Well, firstly, I'm thinking it's going to be a hell of a game. This is a clash of two titans. This is a war between two gods almost. It's going to be that good. I'm going to start with Seattle because they lost the first meeting between these two sides. And I'm going to start with their defensive backs. I think their cornerbacks and their safeties, they're going to have to provide run support to stop Victoria Thomas. But they're also going to have to play smart because there'll be times when Jade Randall and Courtney White are going to look to get behind them and remember back to the conference game last year where it was dropped passes that resulted in that Seattle win because LA had multiple opportunities on a deep pass to beat Seattle and if they'd have caught some of those it could have been a completely different game And I'm sure there's even a wow clip out there of Chris Michelson how he's letting the team know in in his way that they could be over 40 points down at half time so that's the big thing for me for
2: Seattle needs to be the cornerbacks what about yourself Marcus yeah I mean from a Seattle point of view really my one is the establish the run as well. I mean, on offense you've got Stevie Schnorr and, you know, you've also got uh, Dominic Malloy. Probably the greatest combo in the backfield you've got in the league, but you're not feeling like I'm really utilizing them. They've got some of the yardage and they've been putting them up early on in the the year, but I think later on in the season, Seattle haven't really had that chance to sort of polarize teams like they could. You know, you've got such a dominant uh, offensive threat there. Doesn't seem to be utilized. I want to see KK on her best form as well. And from there, she will literally be able to lead the offense be able to like keep drives sustain them and like you said that defense needs to play big now Dallas side of the ball that's a different question what do you think there Adri?
1: For me, they need to keep Seattle guessing. We all know how good Danica Brace is, especially playing that rover position and spying on the, the tailbacks and the quarterback. But I think we may see a lot of handoffs to whoever plays in that fullback position. I mean, they could be smart and use Carmen Borso in the fullback position, have Thomas in the backfield in like an eye formation or an offset eye, and then hand the ball off to Borso when they're expecting it to go to Thomas. I think you may also see Dallas using a lot of the reverse with White and Randall just to try and catch those Seattle cornerbacks out if they over pursue.
2: Yeah, I mean, for me, Dallas, you are you are looking at that striking offense. But taking the defense as, as a point of contact here, you know, I have just said how Seattle has got the chance to to be dominant on offense. Well, Dallas has got to shut that down. You know, they got to be aggressive. They got to come after Stevie Schnorr. They got to make it so that she's not getting any real yardage after contact she just stopped dead and um, putting the pressure on KK making a run out of the pocket becoming less accurate that way um, but yeah definitely as far as it goes for their offensive game plan the Jade Randles, it is the, the Courtney White's it's all their utility backs all the different ones the offensive let's call them offensive weapons the threats that they have from all over the place not just one player but they'll be able to use multiple people now think of the multiple threats joining us now to help with our game preview is running back safety and all-round threat for the Dallas Desire Sean Shante Cherie, welcome to the show Shante hi guys as it is your first time here on LFO Talk we were wondering if you could tell us a little bit about your sporting background and how it was you became a part of the LFL
3: sure um I've been involved in sports since I was a young girl and I ran track grade school all through high school picked up a basketball at the age of five and never put it down (laughs) so I lived and breathed a game of basketball that actually was my first love and you couldn't tell me as a young girl I wasn't going to play in the WNBA one day but I was able to continue to play basketball in college so I've always just been a competitor at heart and played four years of college basketball graduated and I still had that competitiveness in me if you've been an athlete you know that that never leaves you so after college I just played in like women's basketball leagues and then 2009, I heard about the LFL because I knew uh, a couple girls that played were actually the original Dallas franchise. So, I was familiar with it and I was living in Oklahoma at the time and I was kind of like, that's something that I would do and I know that I could do, just how am I going to make that work? So, fast forward two years later, I ended up moving to Dallas after the 2010 season uh, ended and they had announced tryouts and um, I went to the tryouts since I had just moved here. And shortly after I made the cut, they announced that the franchise was not going to be returned for the following season. So I was like, oh man, like, my mind set on it and I have to do it so I was like let me just continue to train and maybe I'll bring the franchise back the following year well they did not so <laughs> I then was presented the opportunity to go try out for Omaha and I went and tried out for the Omaha team in 2012 uh, the first year that they were brought and I made the cut and so that's where I started my LFL career actually.
1: What was it then that made you choose to play for Dallas as they were returning this year rather than stay in Omaha?
3: Well I spent two seasons in Omaha and I loved it I mean the the odds that I formed with my teammates there just the whole experience it was great but after the 2014 season I wanted to focus on other things and which I did I didn't play that following season I set out actually but I just missed it I mean I still kept up and followed everything and I just missed it and then I heard that they were going to bring a team to Texas we didn't know it was Dallas at first and then they announced Austin and I was like oh well can't be Dallas you're not going to have two Texas teams for sure and so um, Danielle Hawkins and I actually we were like hey would you go play in Austin I was like sure why not you know it's still close you know our family and friends can come watch you play you know it's not 12 hours away in Omaha so we were actually thinking about going to try out for Austin and then they had announced that the Dallas franchise was returning so we were like that's even better we want to play for the home team so that was was all I needed to hear is that Dallas was coming back and I just knew like if I'm playing another five years it's just another season I had to play in Dallas for sure
2: now you mentioned earlier about the bonds between uh, teammates now the new Dallas has got a mix of rookies and veterans like yourself. How has that locker room gelled over this season?
3: It's been great. Of course, we all have different personalities. You know, you just have a bunch of women coming together, but the bond that we form, it's indescribable. I mean, I love each and every one of my teammates and you know, just in a short amount of time, you know, they're like family to me. We're like sisters. So we've, we've all meshed, you know, like I said, we're all different, but at the same time, we've all been able to just come together and just gel and it's been great.
1: This season, Dallas has gone from relatively unknown to winning the Western Conference. What would you say contributed to that success?
3: I can't say enough about our coaches. You know, I knew when I walked into the tryout beginning of the year that Dallas is going to have a ton of talent you know you can just walk in and just fill it and see it but our coaches have been nothing short of amazing from Melvin Bullitt, Terrence, Coach Lacey, Coach Adrian you know they've taught us everything that we know and uh, they put in so much time and hard work that all the success that you see that we've had all season it all comes from them you know they've taught us everything that we know and you know they believe in us we believe in them and they respect us we respect them so it's just worked everyone's been selfless from top to bottom from players to coach And, you know, we've just been able to go out there and learn and listen and just take everything that they've taught us and put it out on the field and execute
2: it. Looking ahead at uh, this weekend, big playoff matchup. Now, facing Seattle, you've beaten them once at home. You now face them in their own house. Does the pressure of the playoffs mean more that it's in an unfamiliar, unfriendly environment?
3: Yeah, it's tougher to play on the road. We all know that. We would love to be playing at home. <laughs> you know, and a lot of people don't understand why we're not. But, you know, for us, you know, we've treated every game like a playoff game all season. You know, So even when we've gone on the road, you know, we we know that the crowd's going to be against us. But, you know, our main goal is just to stay focused and to, you know, just remember what we have to do. You know, that's play Dallas divers Football. We're looking to feed off of Seattle's crowd. We know that they have an amazing crowd. We know they're not going to be cheering for us. But just to be in that atmosphere with tons of fans that just love the sport that we're all playing I think that that's just going to be great in itself and I know for me it gets me fired up and I, I can say I'm pretty sure for all my teammates that they're going to be fired up and you know we're going to go out there and we're going to do what we've been doing all season and that's playing elsewhere football and we're not going to you know let all the hype or you know let the fans the us off our
1: game. Now I think you may have mentioned it slightly there but what did Dallas have to do to make the Legends Cup in Arizona on August the 27th?
3: We over the past basically like six weeks even before our Omaha game, we took it back to the basics, the fundamentals and you know um, our coaches have stressed, it's the little things you know, you got to perfect little things and work on the little things so that's what we've been stressing in practice so in order for us to go all the way, we know that it's going to be a tough game, it's going to be a dogfight with us in Seattle so the team that makes the least mistake the team that does little things, the team that stays disciplined and the team uh, that plays together, it's going to be the team that walks away with the win and I can say with 100% confidence that I know that that's going to be a And not only that, I just spill it. Not only are we going to win on Saturday, but we're
2: going to win the Legends Cup. Ooh, some fire in those words. Well, I can say we can put that to one side because the serious stuff is over. But we're going to finish up the interview with some fun quick-fire questions, if you're ready. I'm ready. Would you rather do 50 push-ups or 50 crunches?
3: I have really broad shoulders, so my upper body is very broad and I don't like to draw a lot of attention to it. So I would probably say 50 crunches (laughs) instead of (laughs) push-ups.
2: What
1: is your favourite
2: flavour of ice cream?
3: Chocolate chip cookie dough. I love it.
2: That sounds good. I like that. Now, topical one here. What's your favourite Olympic sport?
3: I would have to say track for sure.
2: Which teammate is most likely to swing a punch if
1: things get ugly on Saturday?
3: I hope they all would. Um, If you want me to pick one, hmm, I'm just going to go based off our last game in Omaha, which he really didn't show. Cassandra Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) Got a little altercation in the end zone, which took me by surprise. So I know she's down.
2: What would be your favorite cheat day meal?
3: There's so many things. I've been thinking about this for a long time. Um, my favorite cheat day meal. I would have to say a burger of some sort with like everything possible to put on it. (laughs) I can tell you last time I've had a hamburger. So a burger with like
2: everything on
1: it. I'm a big burger fan myself. I tend to have a burger a day whenever I come out to the States. Now, you've already mentioned that Dallas will be beating Seattle this weekend, but which of the two Eastern Conference sides would you prefer to play in the Legends Cup?
3: Honestly and truthfully, I mean, if we have to play Chicago or Atlanta, it it wouldn't matter to me, but I would prefer to play Chicago. I feel like their team matches up very well with ours. You know, Atlanta is known as like the bullies of the league, and, you know, everyone thinks that they just fight the entire time. That's just not our style. I'm not saying that that's what they do. That's not our style, but I just feel like watching the games and following, you know, every team, I think that we would match up very well with Chicago. So um, I would say Chicago.
2: Nice. Wow put a wrap in it that is done for the questions but we don't leave you there no Shante, we're going to give the mic to you for 10 seconds to have a bit of a shout out do whatever you want you can thank the fans friends family who've stuck by you or even talk some trash to seattle the mic is now all yours
3: all right well, I'm not going to talk smack we haven't done that all season i'm really good at it but yeah i'm not going to do i'm not going to start now so i just want to thank all of the fans that support the lfl and support us women and you know what we're doing my family all of my friends major shout out to all of the women that you know can step out on the field you know and play football you know like I like I think you all are amazing every single one of my teammates is for being awesome um, and hard workers Um, I'm truly blessed to be a part of such an amazing team Um, and all of my coaches Melvin Terrence coach Lacey coach Adrian you guys are all awesome I appreciate all of you
2: nice well that's it I think all that's left to say is a big thank you from ourselves and all the listeners it's been a real pleasure
3: thanks for having me guys
2: how does
0: an athlete reach the pinnacle of the lfl
1: performance training focus get ever active in their community film study practice in superb condition
3: leading a healthy lifestyle
0: I'm an LFL athlete. (sighs) Are you?
1: We come on now to the Eastern Conference clash between Atlanta and Chicago. Marcus, we're going to start with Atlanta.
2: What are your thoughts, sir? Well, yeah, this is a very difficult one to sort of put out there because, of course, Atlanta, you only reeling off the back of a loss last week. And so really it's the idea of trying to maintain the fact that what has happened, letting it sink in, learning from any mistakes and there was a lot of mistakes, and then rectifying them in this game. You have an opportunity to put all the naysayers and all the doubters to bed. And that's going going to really come from the offensive line play because I think that's where it just didn't really work last week we're seeing poor snaps again we're seeing lazy I'm going to say it lazy blocking and you know what Chicago has got the best defensive line in the game and so therefore Atlanta's offensive line game has got to step up
1: I agree and I think I know I said it before the game last time but Atlanta needing to be smart no stupid penalties you mentioned there we saw a lot of uh, unsportsmanlike conduct we saw bad snaps we saw encroachment on the defensive line that all kind of leads you downhill really doesn't it when you're trying to win a game I think also for me they ran the ball an awful lot so need to mix up the play calling they're going to have Lauren Ziegler back now so they can use how dominant Demery was last week to really open up a play action like I say with Ziegler being back and just keep mixing it up because they've got more than one running back there they've got Jesse Locklear they've got Brittany Demery they've got Amanda Ruler. and even though she only had probably two or three touches Amanda Ruler looked very useful when she was running from the backfield as well but we'll come on now to Chicago Marcus what do they need to do to win this game
2: they just gotta be Chicago really I mean they do what they do you know that on defense they're gonna smack you in the mouth you know all their players just know how to properly tackle and wrap up they don't miss tackles that often on offense you know what, you got the Ferrari in the backfield, you know, the hand of the football and just let her tear it up like she should. And now just the Barkley, well, she's just coming on. I mean, her development is just outstanding how, you know, her ability to pass, her ability to read the game as well. I think that's the thing is that everyone doesn't realise that probably coming from Australian system into sort of, you know, full pace of the American League, I think the game would have ratcheted up a hell of a lot of reading it and reacting. So she's done wonders for me.
1: I really think I don't need to add too much more to that. All I will say is I think if Rice and Taylor can play like they did last week, I think it's going to be a a really long night for Dakota Hughes. But joining us on the show now to help with our game preview is Australian sensation and Australian Legends Cup winning quarterback Jacinda Barkley. Welcome to the show, Jacinda.
0: Hey, thanks for having me.
1: You're most welcome. Now, as this is your first time on LFL Talk, please can you advise our listeners a little about your sporting background and how you came to be involved with the LFL?
2: Oh,
0: sporting background. Okay, so um, I'm a little bit of a country kid. I was brought up in the sticks, as we'd call it in Australia. So I was brought up swinging and throwing a lot of objects. So my main sport actually is baseball, which I've played for many years now. I also did uh, AFL, which is um, it's a preeminent professional competition in Australia. Australia, so it does provide a platform for women's uh, women's tournaments. Um, yeah, I have I've also done that for many years, and then this thankfully this sport enables me to incorporate all those different skill sets into one, and um, that is NFL or LFL, should I call it?
2: We know that before your season with the uh, New South Wales uh, Surge, you came out to train with Chicago, but had you always planned to like come back to Chicago and be their QB?
0: No, it wasn't my direct purpose to play for the club, but it just so happens that um, thankfully it just worked out like that. It must be fate sometimes that happens in the world. So, yeah, I always wanted to play this sport, and um, given that I was here, I was given that opportunity from Hack, so very fortunate for it.
1: As someone who has played in the LFL in both the American and Australian leagues, what would you say is the biggest difference between the two?
0: It's a little bit Faster the game in America and just the dynamics, you guys have a lot more knowledge um, over here. So, as, as you would stand, because it is your one of your national sports. So, it's yeah, a lot more in depth when it comes to um, all the play routes and coverages, different terminology. So, I'm learning all of that as we go.
2: Working on to uh, this season now, and you're making shockwaves across the league with your performances. But is there one thing that you could put that down to?
0: training repetition being driven it all um is one thing so if you want it you go get it get the work done train hard with my quarterback coach Matthew Pike um so we've got a goal in mind and you put your mind to it then success comes your way so we're uh, just at the end now
1: yeah and looking ahead to this weekend the big playoff games bearing in mind it's now win or go home does that change your preparation at all?
0: No, not really. It just gets me fired up a little bit more. Um, I like the pressure, to be honest, so um, I'll treat it like any other game and approach it like um, I would in previous games, and we're ready. I like final, so bring it on. All
2: right, some fighting talk there, but what does Chicago need to do in order to beat Atlanta for the second time this weekend?
0: Nothing. We're just going to play our game. Uh, we're not going to change too much, really. There's a few little alter- alterations that we need to make, but other than that, we're just um, staying focused on our um, game management.
1: And having won the Legends Cup previously in Australia, are you able to draw from that experience at all going into this weekend?
0: Yeah, most definitely. That was a great experience back in Australia, playing in Perth um, in front of the hometown. You get your nerves from being a part of such a, a big competition and a finals. And I can draw from all of that experience as those successes to drive forward and compete in, these, in the next two games
1: well you'll be pleased to know that that's actually the the hard questions over with but we'd like to finish with some fun quick fire questions if that's okay sure. Oh, hit me. What's the one thing you miss most about Australia?
0: Most definitely the surf. I'm definitely a water baby. I'm an avid surfer, keen surfer. So yeah, I'm, I'm missing my waves. Although I have heard that um Chicago does have a little surf group. So when you get the right winds, there's um, some waves out there somewhere. So I've yet to find them.
2: Well, there you go. Put that down to you. That's another one to try and get. Now, which of your receivers has the best hands
0: oh gee, we've got a lot of talent on our team a lot of good wide receivers i definitely maybe say aj this year she's our rookie wide receiver uh, as of my rookie quarterback um but she's um had some stellar marks for, for catches so i'm very fortunate to have her on my side and on my wings.
1: who is your favorite nfl player
0: Oh, I've been asked this question quite a lot actually. But seeing as I wasn't brought up around the game, I actually live with uh, an NFL enthusiast and very accomplished footballer himself, one of our coaches, our uh, Melzi, and um, he's been showing me through all the different eras of football. So he's been getting me up on my knowledge of quarterbacks mainly. So. I'd probably at this stage round it down to Captain America. The hard hitting, he, he doesn't, he embraces contact. So Roger Starbuck, I would say, he's one of my favorites, along with Joe Montana, the comeback kid. So yeah, probably those two at this point.
2: <laughs> what is your favorite place in Chicago?
0: Favourite place in Chicago? Oh, probably Coomer's. We went to Coomer's Burgers. And they, um, Coomer's Corner, I think it's called, and they have some amazing burgers there. A bit of a rock, um, rock restaurant. That and La Patrone There's some amazing corn in a cup.
1: Now, I'm not sure if you've seen much of this campaign, but Australia is trying to get an NFL regular season game over there. Do you think they ever will?
0: Ooh be amazing i'd love that to happen we've got a lot of um fans and um willing people who would love that to happen so fingers crossed i hope so
2: okay here's one for you if chicago beats Atlanta and reaches the legends cup final who would you like to face off against
0: who would i like to face off i definitely seattle definitely have to have a run of the money on the um the previous champs and we went down to them on that first game so yeah it was definitely um that'd be the team to beat get the glory on we'd love to
1: This season, you've had a a few hits. Which player has hit you the hardest?
0: I can't round it down. They all feel the same to me, basically. (laughs) They're just another rumble and tumble to me. So I can't really put that one on, pinpoint that one.
1: No worries. Well, sadly, that's actually the end of the interview. But before we let you go, we'd like to give you a 10-second shout-out. So it can be to thank fans, family, or even if you wanted to talk smack to any of your upcoming opponents, you have the mic.
0: Oh, okay. Um, Well, I'll give a shout out to my beautiful mother. I think she listens into this a lot more than um, I ever do. So love you, Mum. Um, I just want to thank, I don't know, Keith Hack for getting me here. I respect him, um, giving the utmost respect. And just to all my family friends, Australian family friends, hello. And I'm looking forward to coming back and telling you about how amazing this trip has been.
1: On behalf of myself and Marcus and all of our listeners, thank you for coming on the show today. It's been a real pleasure.
0: been a cracker, hasn't it? Awesome. Thanks for having me.
1: Football is a man's game because women hit like girls. They run like girls. And they never play with passion. Simply unbelievable!
3: This game will never mean as much to women as it does to
1: men. The game has never been played by women. Until now.
2: This is Lauren Ziegler with the Atlanta Steam, and you're listening to the LFL Talk with Adrian Marcus. The
3: world's fastest-growing sport arrives to YouTube. Legends Football League.
2: Break their confidence. Keep breaking their confidence. They've got nothing. They want to brawl. They don't want to fight football.
3: Intensity. Beauty. Subscribe to this channel and gain access into locker rooms inside the huddle. Get to know your favorite players. The
0: one thing I want to do is just make everyone happy. Give
1: 100%. And only games in high definition. Subscribe and never miss out on LFL Action. we finish off now as always with our predictions but this week we've obviously got both conference games to predict so like we did earlier in the show we're going to start with the Western Conference and Marcus what is your prediction for that one sir?
2: Me first? Yes sir. Okay right well talking about the West uh, you know what I'm really liking Dallas really liking Dallas Not to so say I don't like Seattle however I just think Dallas have, have really come on this season um, prepared know what they want to do and I think they've just got a lot of weapons put on a lot of points but I think what's really going to help them at the end of the day is the fact that I think they've got a slightly more shored up defense and really that for me is tilting the balance so for me I've got Dallas 32 Seattle 20
1: Wow that is a a bold prediction Sarah and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of Seattle listeners that aren't going to be too happy with you young man
2: Lucky I'm not actually flying out to Seattle then
1: Yeah I guess it's a good job you avoided it myself on the other hand I think that the 8th man's going to play a massive part as it always does in the Seattle games and for me that's going to be the difference maker that and keeping Danica Brace on the field for the whole game it's going to be a really really close fought game both defences are going to play really well Seattle 22 Dallas 20 that's my prediction for the Western Conference that's a close one let's come on now to the Eastern Conference and Marcus what have you got for us there
2: Well, you know what? I was kind of a bit of a traitor Um, last week, seeing that, you know, I did go in favor of Chicago. It still burns. I'm rectifying that now. I'd like to think that that result gave Atlanta the slap in the face it needed to realize, look, guys, we can compete. We're leading at halftime. We can compete. We just got to stop all the stupid stuff and just do what we need to do. And for that, I say Atlanta finally wake up and unleash the beast inside. Atlanta 27, Chicago 24.
1: Wowzers, yeah, another bold prediction there, buddy. So it's good to see that you're, you know, sticking with your chosen team there, uh, sticking with where your loyalties lie and all that good stuff. Now, myself, I think this is going to be another close game, and Atlanta will certainly raise their game. But I think Chicago are just going to be too much. I've got to stick with what I said earlier in the season, and that is Chicago are going to win the Legends Cup with Jacinda Barkley at a quarterback. That's how highly I rated it then. It's how highly I rate it now with all the work she's putting in and and how she's progressed this season under coach pike chicago 28 atlanta 27
2: wow one point this time wow two point and a one point game these are the big games
1: and they often say that the conference games are closer than the actual finals themselves don't they particularly in the
2: nfl tell you what if you get those two scores they are edge of seat games so anyone traveling to seattle to watch them will not be disappointed
1: now certainly get their money's worth now before we finish off just to remind you our lovely listeners that the fan voting for the lfl talk player of the year is now open that's right you can vote for who you want to be your player of the year on twitter on instagram hashtag lfl talk P-O-Y. Let us know what you think and the winner will be announced on our Legends Cup show when they are presented with their trophy. We
2: also have some other awards which you might want
1: to get in touch with us about and they are Marcus.
2: Right so we've got our Miss Social Media, we've got our War Paint Award and we've got our Trash Talker of the Year. They are funny ones we like to have a bit of fun with and then thinking about some serious ones, proper ones we like to give out. We've got our Rookie of the Year, Staple we like that and of course our most improved player to give love to those players who are really trying the hardest
1: and whilst those will be voted on by myself and marcus we always like to know what you think so just put out the hashtag lfl talk with any of those awards or of course drop us a tweet at ball hawks nest well that's it marcus for another episode and the next time we speak it's gonna be after the legends cup final
2: buddy wow where's this season gone It's crazy man oh absolutely crazy it's just gone, mm-hmm. yeah just like that well you know what avidly looking forward to this now really really eager for playoffs man jealous as hell that you're going out there but you're going to have a fun time you're going to rep LFO talk up big while you're out there so yeah we were representing
1: (laughs) absolutely I'm going to be repping repping the boys from the UK repping the podcast but remember if you want to stay up to date with all of the latest news from around the league then go to lfl360.com or if you want to catch up on any of our past shows or player interviews then go to lfltalk.com and until next time football fans stay safe take care and thanks for stopping by